Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, joined this hour by Ken Coleman, host of The Ken Coleman Show. And we're here for you, America, to help you take the right next step with your work life and with your money life. The number to call is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Alfonso kicks us off in D.C. Alfonso, welcome. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. How can we help? Um, Well, first, I just want to give a quick shout out to the man who's not here. Great pleasure to talk to you guys, but... I am a bleeding heart uh, a liberal who thinks Dave Ramsey is a great American hero, and uh, just want to shout. We out love to hear that, that. angle. Hold on a second. Shout out. Did you say you're a angle. bleeding heart liberal? I, I am a tax the rich liberal who thinks Dave Ramsey is the greatest American hero when it comes to finance. That is fantastic. I thought that's what yeah. you said, uh, and yeah. uh, I, okay, wow. We'll I got to tell on you the message. I will and pass I that on. Great be- I'll just throw one more thing out there. I got a great business idea I want to connect with Dave about. But anyway. Yeah, so well, that's question. not going to happen. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Ken has a lot of them, too, and Dave shuts those down. <laughs> yeah, you should hear yeah. my ideas. <laughs> yeah. um, well, anyway, to my question, gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. And I, my family really does appreciate both of you as well. And uh, you've you. taught my children a lot about financial responsibility. We're very grateful for it. Um, so my mother is 80 plus years old. Uh, my dad owned his business and struggled towards the end and, uh, thankfully there was a real estate property we were able to sell. And my mom has about $500,000, uh, in cash assets, which is the majority of her assets. We have a high interest savings account because she's battling cancer and oh. we just don't know, uh, what needs she's going to have. I have some family members putting pressure on me to invest that thinking that, you know, the market's on an upswing and there's a view out there that's going to keep doing that. My view is with the health challenge that not, not knowing where that's going to go, it's safest bet to keep it in an online high-interest savings account. Would love your advice, gentlemen. That is a great question. Well, I'm so sorry to hear about your yeah, mom. That's tough. What has been the kind of prognosis, diagnosis? Do we know anything? Yeah, it, uh, we don't know if it's in one year, five years, eight years, but it is terminal. Okay. So to your question, five hundred grand. Is this all FDIC insured? Is it across two accounts, yeah. or is there a joint folks on the account? Yeah. To keep it safe? It's across multiple accounts. It okay. Is, uh, all FDIC insured. Okay, great. And I'm sure the interest rate on that is about, what, 4% or so right now? It's actually 5, 5.4 right now. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. So the question of should I invest this money, we know that we may need this money in the next few years. Exactly. And therefore, I'm with you on this and that the family's going, hey, we should invest this. We're not, this is not a money-making scheme right now. We're not trying to retire off of this money. We want to make sure that we have it liquid to help mom and cover any related costs that come our way. And as you know, the costs can be astronomical as you get to, you know, end of life care. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I want to keep that money accessible to protect our family uh, from the other wealth that we're trying to build. All right. So I think you're doing the, the right things, man. I'm so sorry you're dealing with this. How old are you? Uh, I am going to turn 40, uh, late forties, let's say. <laughs> okay, man. Yeah. Well, I cannot imagine going through something like that. You sound like you're in, in good spirits and uh, you're a great son for thinking about this stuff and calling in with the question. But I would definitely not be investing this money right now. And if it turns out that you could have made another you know, 3% if you had invested in the stock market, big whoop. I want to sleep well at night knowing that my mom is taken care of and we've got the funds to take care of her. So 
That's my take. Take it or leave it. Lindsay's up next in NYC. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, I am uh, thankful you guys took my call. Thanks. Sure. What's going on? Yeah, so um, my husband and I have been married for a few years, and um, we found out recently that the only way that we're going to uh, probably be able to, like, have a kid is through IBS, which is incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. And we've been saving up money for a house because, you know, New York City is so expensive. Um, and so we got a little bit saved, but it feels like the expenses here are so much, it's so hard to get ahead. Um, and so that IVF treatment, if it does work, you know, it's multiple rounds, lots of money. So we are like, okay, that takes out our whole saving for the house specifically. Um, so we were like, uh, talking with my parents about it and my grandmother passed away recently and they used to have a, uh, they have a, an apartment in their home, um, that she used to stay in. Um, and so that, that apartment is free and they said, well, we would love for you to come and live with us, um, for free, but <laughs> they live in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, like absolute, like no jobs basically, except unless you want to work at like um, uh, you know, the, the gas station. It's like one, a dollar you know, general uh, situation. <laughs> exactly. That's the big company that, out there. The, okay. Exactly. And so we both work remote and we work in tech. Um, but what if one of us, you know, gets laid off because of all these layoffs that happen. And so I'm kind of thinking about, okay, if we did, then we're not in New York city. We don't have, you know, that ability to kind of get another job quickly. Um, so there's like give, give and take. We'd have free rent. We'd have everything there, but would it really get us ahead? Well, Lindsay, um, what do you do in tech? But you and your husband? Yeah. So I am in operations, and so um, I I make uh, like one thirty a year, and then my husband is in sales, and he makes about sixty before like base. Okay. Um, before so, his uh, yeah. So business. here's the deal. I am in no way saying that you need to move to you know the middle of nowhere, <laughs> but. What changed for me um, Mm -hmm. was the fact that you're both remote and in tech. And I will tell you that um, because I focus on work issues all the time, uh, I give a lot of work news updates on the Ken Coleman Show. And I will tell you that um, we're seeing over the last year when there have been some of the larger big tech companies that have laid people off, that those tech workers are getting new jobs within a month. The tech industry is still hot, hot, hot. And so I don't think mm-hmm. that's something you need to be afraid of. And I don't think you need to be in New York City to get a tech job, especially if you're remote. Mm-hmm. So that does not mean that I think you need to move to the middle of nowhere. However, mm-hmm. if your housing cost is the number one strap that's cash strapping you guys to be able to cash flow IVF, I'm absolutely moving to a different place, a different locale, where we can do our jobs, mm-hmm. it's not the middle of nowhere, but it greatly reduces our living expenses to allow us to cash flow IVF. Stacy and I went through the infertility journey, and I just want to tell you, mm-hmm. it's brutal. And yeah. and I do understand what your husband is feeling. I cannot tell you that I know what you're feeling, but my wife could tell you she understands what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And this is an all-in proposition. You need to be healthy, which means mm-hmm. mentally, to go through this. And it's still not a guarantee. So if it's me, I'm packing up and I'm moving to a different place, making an adventure. We can always relocate back to New York City. Yeah. 
I think this could be a fun little adventure. And if it means you can get that IVF treatment cash flowed and then get into a house, I think we got to focus on one or the other right now because that's a lot. Yeah, it going needs on. to be the IVF right now. I would focus on the IVF once we get that figured out. Then home ownership would be the next thing down the road, and you guys will get there. And it sounds like you're willing to do whatever it takes. And for that, you have my utmost respect. This is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their design experts are always ready to help even with measuring and installation plus there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees everything is backed by their 100 satisfaction guarantee and shipping is always free see for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings visit blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45 percent off that's blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Ken Coleman this hour. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. Caleb joins us up next in Atlanta. Caleb, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks uh, for taking my call. Um, Ken, I want to say go dogs. Go dogs. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, my wife and I were on uh, Baby Step 4, 5, and 6. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had a paid off house mid 2021. Uh, we were both in different jobs, making a little bit more money. Uh, fast forward to now, uh, we got a little bit bigger for our britches. And uh, two years ago, we bought a little bit of a bigger house, uh, put a lot of equity into it up front, rolling the paid off house into it. But we did take a mortgage back on. And since then, we've both had job changes that were both making a little bit less money than we were. We've also got a child in daycare now that we didn't have prior. And we've also just had our second baby uh, as well. And we're finding it tougher each month for us to balance our budget. We've had to kind of go into the savings a little bit to kind of float things out. And so we're kind of at a point where we're kind of at one of two choices. Do we sell our house and downsize and try to just get into a house that we can pay off up front and be debt free it might mean moving further out from our work and having a little bit more of a commute, or do we kind of focus on trying to bring the, the income back up to maybe closer to where it was? I'm leaning towards more income. George, what do you think? That's definitely the first move I'd make. That Selling the house is always the last-ditch effort. If we can't get out of this hole and it feels hopeless, you have that option. But it's never my first option. I go, hey, for sure, go sell the house. That's a lot of time. It's a lot of money. And uh, the the question is, can you guys get the income up to where this house becomes 25% of your take-home pay? And how long would that take? It's possible. Uh, my wife was laid off last year. And so her neck, the job she found after getting laid off pays her about 10000 less. I'm kind of in a new role of uh, doing sales for the first time. So my income is way down. So it's possible over time, if I stick with sales and the pipeline gets built up, the income will kind of get back closer to where it was a year or two ago. Uh, I just don't know how long that's going to take for us to, to get there. Now, why did you move into a sales role? 
uh, wanted to try something different. Uh, it's something I'd always kind of been interested in. And, uh, at the time felt like maybe if we were in a place, uh, that to worth giving it a try, uh, it was with people I know and, and trusted and, uh, just wanted to, to try something different. I've How long had, have you been in that role? Uh, about three months. And so far, how's it feeling? Uh, depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. But tell me more. Um, I like aspects of it. I love not being in an office. I love being out and about meeting people, making relationships. Uh, I'm very relational, uh, love solving people's problems and serving them. Um, emotionally, I have struggled with the up and down kind of nature of sales, both from yes and no being told yes and no by a customer, but also the financial, you know, kind of uncertainty of it too. No question. What are you selling? I'll sell uh, residential and commercial paint sales. Okay. Um, if I were you, I would be looking at better sales job opportunities, something that has okay. a little bit higher margin. Um, you know, I, I, I don't claim to know the, the commercial and residential paint sales industry, but my guess is is not a huge amount of margin and you'd have to sell a whole lot to make a whole lot more. Is that true or false? That's fairly true. Um, I work for one of the larger uh, companies in the city, and we only have 2% of the market. It's a very saturated market, and it's very competitive. Yeah. I would at least, it's worth kicking the tires on sales opportunities where you've got a product or a service that is uh, it's just a much more lucrative industry. You're not in yeah. a very lucrative industry for sales. And so that's going to be discouraging. And, uh, and so I think that's, I want to give it back to George on the money side of things. I still don't think you need to sell your house, um, but I do think that both of you need to go, wait a second, just because I got laid off, we're talking about your wife, just because you tried this new sales idea and it's not great, doesn't mean that we're stuck. We're not stuck. I mean, we live in a job economy right now in America where uh, it is very normal for people to move on. And uh, I would be considering other sales jobs where you've got a much, much better opportunity. When I talk about opportunity, I mean a ladder to grow. And uh, the margin's higher, so you can make more money right out of the gate. I'd be, I'd be looking for that. For your wife, same deal. Whatever she was doing in the past, just because she got laid off doesn't mean she's a failure. Uh, and now you guys do have jobs, so we're not scrambling. So it takes the pressure off, and now we look for something that's better. Because if you guys just increase your income, and even if you both got to work second jobs for right now, that's another thing that I, I always pull out of the old uh, tool belt to say that's going to create more financial margin for a season, even though it may take more of your time. So I think you got to look at everything right now as it relates to increasing income before we decide to sell the house. Sure. Caleb, what is your mortgage compared to your take-home pay? Um, our gross, well, our gross overall, my wife makes 70 since I'm new to the sales. Um, I, I have a very low base, obviously, and it's heavy commission. Um, but, you know, a couple of years ago, before we both counted this, we were combined household income of about 160 um, Our house payment each month's about 950 yeah, the house payment doesn't seem like it's killing you, which no. makes me go, let's not, you know, if, if it's any broke, don't fix it. And so making the house payment of 950, I want to see you guys bringing home four grand a month take home, which feels very reasonable. 
Yeah. And so you got daycare, there's other expenses. I understand that can put people in a pinch, but the house doesn't seem like the issue here. It's how do we continue with these baby steps, get this baby step three emergency fund done, have the margin to invest 15% and realize daycare is not forever. It's going to be a few years. And how do we kind of float this next five years or however long it is until we have a little more margin to do the other things we want to do, like pay off the house early and save for college? That makes sense. And that was why I wanted some some guidance. We've been on the fence and it while paying selling downsizing the house would maybe immediately solve some of the money problems, it's a major decision to make. And so we kinda wanna exhaust all of our options before we go that far. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean if you said my mortgage is three thousand dollars a month and we we take home four thousand, I'd be like, This thing's gotta go right. today. But it didn't feel like that was the problem. And also, it's kind of a shortcut. And I'm not against you selling things to get out of debt. I think that can be great. But a lot of the times, we got to look at the root issue, which is our behavior. It's our income that's coming in. We got to really focus on those pieces before we go to the kind of get out of jail free cards. I'm a simple math guy because you know I'm not very bright, George. That's not true. That's really true. And uh, so I sit there and I go, all right, what's the amount of money? That if I could just snap my fingers and it appeared in our bank account every month, it would allow us to finish out that emergency fund or whatever baby step you're on, or it would give us that margin. What's that number? Mm. All right. And so let's just say it's 600 bucks a month. I'm just randomly saying that. But that's the way I I try to break these scary, complex decisions down to something simple. Okay. If we had, if we could put $600 a month into our emergency fund or whatever, we could we speed could get through it and then blah, blah, blah. So then I'd go, all right, now I can understand. I can solve for $600 a month. Yeah, and reverse engineer it from there. And that's what I like to do with the baby steps. When people call in and they go, hey, it's going to take me six years to get out of debt. I go, that sucks, doesn't it? They go, yeah. I go, well, how do we speed that up? What if you did it in two years? How much would you have to put towards the debt every month? That's what I like to, to do. In order to do it. And they go, well, I need to make an extra 1000 bucks a month. Right. Now we got a solvable problem. How do we make an extra 1000 bucks a month from cutting expenses right. to making more side jobs, all those things? We can create that margin where we can breathe now we've got some hope we see the light at the end of the tunnel and we turned a hopeless situation with just some basic facts figures and a little bit of grit and sacrifice we can get out of this thing once and for all yep you guys can do it what we do on the show here caleb you got it get after it baby that's just good advice right there that solves most problems get after it there we go that's old school advice from ken coleman it's like larry the cable guy's cousin Get after it. Get after it. Get her done. Hey, it works. You know, maybe not the best advice, not the most tactical, but I feel inspired, Ken. Thank you. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to the Ramsey show. I'm George Camel joined by Ken Coleman this hour. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Ken, I want to talk about a concept with you that is inspiring to many people, and that is compound interest. Mm. Yeah, it's something that you you talk about a lot I do, on I, your show. I wake up, I think about it, 
And it's the last thing I think about before I go to bed. Now, Albert Einstein, I don't know if he actually said this quote, but if you Google it, it, it they say he said it. He said that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Wow. And when I hosted the high school curriculum, Ken, the students get so excited when they see the charts, the graphs of what well, compound how interest can, can you do. not? And it's, well, it's a wealth building superpower that people don't fully understand. So I just wanted to unpack it for people, not because I'm a giant nerd, which I am, but also because I think it will inspire a lot of people to go, I got to get out of debt and start investing. What have I been doing? I got to up my investing to 15% instead of this measly 3%. This is amazing. So what is compound interest? Well, it is the interest you earn from the original amount, aka the principal, of an investment plus any interest you've already made through that investment. So your interest earns interest. And so that is the kind of compounding growth effect that happens. And uh, I can walk through this with a really fun example, Ken. You want to do that? Yeah, but before we do that, since you were dropping big names and quotes. Huge names, huge I'll quotes. see your Einstein quote and raise it with a Ben Franklin. Because I, I think Ben got it. Money makes money, and the money that money makes makes money. Did Ben Franklin really say that? It's what it says right here in this Ramsey that Solutions. That feels like a Tupac Shakur article. lyric. What is with your cynicism towards famous people's quotes? I just feel like that we attribute a lot of random quotes to these old guys. And I'm like, we don't know that they said that. I don't know that this is helping the viewer or the listener. I apologize, dear listener, dear viewer. I just viewer, can't picture Because here we are trying to teach you something, and we quote famous people, and then George immediately puts doubt on it. I apologize, friends. I apologize. Here's the thing. You're confusing our listener and viewer, George. I'm picturing the forefathers going, hey, let's sit around and come up with fun tweets that one day people will quote us by. No, no. See, there's where everything falls apart. Now I understand. Ben Franklin didn't think in tweets. There wasn't such a thing as Twitter. Ben Franklin read. He read uh, some more. Books and stuff. And he talked to other smart people. Got it. All right. Thank you for that. Go ahead so, and show me this very exciting. Well, here's a quick example. If you invest $10,000 mm -hmm. and you get a 10% annual return, which by the way, people go, where do you get a 10% return? If you look at the S&P 500, which essentially is the benchmark index for the stock market, it's the top 500 companies. Uh, if you look at that, the average return has been 10 to 12% since its inception. So this is not an outrageous claim that you could get a 10% average annual return. Not every year. Some years it may be down 22%. Some years it's up. 20%, who knows? Uh, but that $10,000 $10, at a 10% return, and if you just leave that 10000 alone for 40 years, here's what happens. At year one, you're at 10000 Year 10, you're almost at twenty six. By year 20, you're at 67000 30 years in, you're at 175000 And then 40 years in, you're at $452,000. Is that not amazing? That's fantastic. And remember, you only put in 10 and so the total growth on that was 442000 of money that you didn't put in. It was just your interest earning interest. So how does that happen? Well, let's talk through an example of this and the power of starting early. Because a lot of people, they aren't maybe, they're not there yet, Ken. Either they have debt, they don't have the emergency fund, they're in their 40s or 50s or 60s, they feel like it's too late, they feel like they don't have the knowledge base. Yeah, I like base. that. Let's take someone my age, George. I'm 48. Oh, boy. All right? I wasn't going to go that old, Ken. <laughs> I was going to go, well, the okay. example here, you can, see you can he change did. the numbers on the example, but let's say this guy, Ben, who starts at 21, bright 21. kid, he, his parents went through FPU, he did this stuff, and he invests 2400 bucks a year. You got that? Just 2400 2400 a year. It's not a lot. That's $200 a month. Yeah. And he stops contributing at age 30. So from 21 to 30, 2400 bucks a year. The total amount he contributed was 21600 bucks. Now his buddy, Joey... A little older. He started investing at age 30. 
and he invests 2400 a year as well. And he contributes until he is 67. So instead of nine years, he contributes for 37 years. And the total amount he contributes, 88800 Now, in your mind, Ken, without doing math, you're going, well, Joey's got to have more Joey's money. Joey's ahead. Yeah. He invested for a lot longer period of time. You would be what's known as wrong. Because at age 67, Ben's investment, remember his 21000 he put in, has grown to $2.1 million. Joey's investment has grown to $1.2 million. So that nine-year difference, that nine-year gap from when Ben started to when Joey started was a difference of close to $1 million. Is that not wild? It's crazy. Now, now, some people hear that and they go, well, wait a second. Is it too late for me? No. Because what about the guy who started at 30? The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is today. So and so regardless yeah. of where you're at, you got to start. And if you're 50, well, still, if you let's say it's 70 years old, you still have 20 years of compound growth to take advantage of. And if you're young and you follow this plan, you go, hey, what if I could graduate debt-free? What if I could get out of all my debt, cut up the cards, have an emergency fund, begin investing 15%? With a normal income, you're going to be a multimillionaire if you just start when you're out of college. And so regardless of your age, the key here is to get started as soon as you can. And the right time to start investing, Ken, is once you're out of consumer debt with a fully funded emergency fund. Now, a lot of people get mad at us for this because they go, oh my gosh, you're going to make me throw away the company match? Part of the reason you don't have the margin to invest 15% is because you're carrying all this debt, you're broke living paycheck to paycheck, and you're trying to get this 3% match. What if for a season you paused, you went down to zero on the match, zero on your investing, so that you had more margin to throw at the debt? Now we're at a debt faster and we're back to 15% mm -hmm. once we come back to investing. So it's a powerful, powerful principle to take advantage of compound interest, compound growth, capital appreciation, whatever nerdy word you want to throw on it. And the key is you don't have to be a genius investor. I mean, our millionaire study found that most of them were mediocre investors that just invested consistently over a long period of time in a 401k and a Roth IRA in growth stock mutual funds. And they didn't even pick the best ones. They just went, all right, this is not a super volatile investment. It's not a single stock. It's not crypto. I'm just going to invest in my retirement plan. And they became millionaires by doing that. And the average age was 49. So you're right on track, Ken. Look at that. We they got started there. at 49? No, they became millionaires. Average oh, age for millionaires in our study of over 10,000 of them. I see. So some were younger, some were older. Gotcha. But it just goes to show you, if you just follow a proven plan, you don't have to make a bajillion dollars to be a doctor or a lawyer. You can build wealth on your terms uh, without having to strike it rich or get an inheritance or do all of these crazy things. So that's encouraging to me, Ken. I hope it encourages you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel very encouraged. Well, we, we've come a long way. I mean, moments ago, I was being harangued for my Ben Franklin... Quote no. commentary. No, not at all. You, 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 I, I, is harangued a proper usage there? I don't know. I just, I, I was giving I'm tempted you a hard to use time. big words when I hang out with you to impress yeah. you. I was giving you a hard time for your cynicism towards historical quotes. I didn't question that Albert Einstein said that. All right. That's you fair. did. And then you questioned that Ben Franklin said it. I, listen, I'm a man of the people. I have to look out for our, for our audience. Well, also, you're They're kind confused of confused by you. You're a history nerd, and so I can't go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you. Why when it comes we got to call figures. each other names? I don't understand. The name-calling. I don't get it. I'm a history nerd. I can count on one finger how many biographies I've read. <laughs> and I think it was a spark notes from the Steve Jobs one. <laughs> oh, I love a good love biography. It. Well, let's switch gears, Ken. Yes, let's uh, do. i got to clear something up here. If you listen to the show for 10 seconds, you, you'll find out we are not a fan of debt. And some people just don't understand that. They think that you need debt and credit cards to build your credit because you need a good credit score to buy a house. And that is wrong. 
And I say that with great authority because I bought a house and I got a mortgage without a credit score. So the truth is, if you're living a debt-free lifestyle, eventually you won't have any credit score. It's a natural byproduct of getting out of debt and closing your accounts. So when you're ready to buy a house, you got to find a good lender like our friends at Churchill Mortgage who can do what's called manual underwriting instead of automated underwriting. So this is a no-score loan where they personally review your financial history to approve you for a mortgage. It's very old-timey. I like it. And uh, that way you can avoid the credit score game altogether. And this may sound crazy to people, but the best plan for your future is to avoid debt, save a big down payment, and get a real estate agent who will help you find a house you can actually afford. And we recommend agents who are Ramsey trusted, meaning they're top performers with years of experience helping people like you buy homes the right way. So none of this is impossible. You can buy a house without a credit score. You can find a house that'll be a blessing, not a financial burden. And you can find a trustworthy real estate agent who will help you do all of that by going to RamseySolutions.com slash agent. That's RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by my good friend, Ken Coleman. Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. If you own rental properties, Neighborly's local real property management offices can manage them and help optimize your ROI and peace of mind. Go to neighborly.com to schedule a consultation with real property management pros near you. Today's question comes from Mitchell in Florida. He writes, I'm looking for advice on paying off my car loan. I took out a three-year loan last year for $25,000 and have a monthly payment of $715.01 at a 1.9% interest rate. It was a brand new 2022 Mazda 3. When I got the car loan, I was trying to help improve my credit also, which stands at 720. I have $47,000 available in cash that's sitting in a 4.5% high-yield savings account. My question is, Do I use the $47,000 to pay it off or keep using my paychecks and letting the $47,000 keep making me money from the interest? I feel like that is a softball to you, George, so I just tossed it to you. Swing away, my friend. Well, you know, I, I'm a big fan of T-ball, Ken, and this one's right there. Uh, softball was the analogy, I'm going but that's T-ball, okay. Because it's that right. easy. Okay. It's right there oh, on, the on the tee. Oh, it's on the tee. It's on the tee. Okay. You need all to... the help you can get, I acknowledge. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is actually a tough question to answer, Ken, not because of the numbers. Because the the truth is, you know, he's got 25000 on a loan. He has 47000 in cash. A third grader is doing the math going, oh, he should just go pay the car loan off. He has the money to do mm-hmm. it. The rub here is he thinks that's a money-making scheme to make 4% on his money in the bank. Correct. Make an interest instead of paying off the 2% low-interest debt. Right. And this is a problem a lot of Americans are facing right now uh, because they go, well, I would be an idiot to pay off the low-interest debt. And I'm going, you'd be an idiot to hang on to debt like a pet, thinking that it's some kind of money-making scheme. And so if you pay off that car loan, guess what you have freed up? $715. Guess what you can do with that money? You can now invest that money and make possibly way more than 4.5% in the stock market, in your retirement accounts. Well, that's guaranteed. So I would, uh, of course, you're going to need a car, but if you paid off that car loan, um, depending on what the car is worth, you know, you sell that thing or keep it depending on your income, that'll put you in a great financial spot. So you're also concerned about your credit score. If you've listened to this show, you know, I don't give two rips about the credit score. I don't want you to have a bad score, but when you get out of debt, you just all of a sudden don't have one six and six or 12 months later. And I would just live without a credit score, pay cash for your car. If you need to get a house, do manual underwriting. You can rent cars and hotels and do all that stuff without a credit score. And I've done it. I've lived it. Ken Coleman has too. 
and I wish you the best in this debt payoff journey. But I would not keep playing this game to try to make a little bit of money right now. It's not worth it. No, I, I love that advice. I, I just look at it as a $700 raise. There we go. Uh, that's where I go. $715 and one penny, to be precise. The one penny is what really but kicks that's, it over. That's the raise. And uh, that's a game changer. What you decide to do with that, to your point, investing, it's going to end up paying off way higher. Yeah. I mean, when you don't have any debt, and then you can really sock away money in savings and investments, that's when uh, that's the real money-making scheme there, Ken. Not giving your money to lenders and trying to like play some arbitrage game. Yeah. Not doing that. Yeah. All right, Frank is up next in Mobile, Alabama. Frank, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Well, I had a medical issue uh, two years ago, lost my job. Uh, been hanging on, hanging on my little emergency fund while I was working my snowball debt was depleted like almost immediately. Um, anyway, I haven't been able to pay my credit card through my little local uh, credit union here and they're negotiating and they're offered about. 50, 51% of what I owe. Okay. Should I take that or do you think there's more room for negotiation? I would take it. Do you have the money to pay it? I can scrape that together. I would scrape it together and be done with it and call it a blessing and move on with my life. Yeah. Right now is not the time to try to haggle. I mean, you owed this money. They're willing to give you some grace and mercy here and say, hey, we'll take half of it if you got it. And for that reason, I'm going to take it. Thank you. I, I was just kind of looking for some guidance. I've been listening to guys for years. and Will that get you debt-free? I, I actually I still got the house. But other than that, yeah, the wife's got some little card stuff. But Let's cut up the cards and pay these things close. off. What does she have on her cards? I think like four grand. Are they, is it in collections, or is it just sitting on the balance? No, we've been able to hang on to those current. So we're going to start knocking them out now that this one's out of the way, and I do have a little bit of income coming in finally. Are you working full-time right now? Because you said you were unable I'm to disabled, for a little while. medically disabled. Okay. Permanently, it just went through. Wow. And your wife? After 15 months. Now, is that going to give you more margin with disability payments? It'll let us keep current with hers so we can pay them off and be debt-free. Yes. Is she working? She's unable to work due to a medical condition. My goodness. Is she getting any yeah, disability? Yeah, our gazelle right out from under us. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Um, why is she... Why do you, it sounds like you said the wife has cards. Do you guys have separate finances, or are you guys uh, on the same page and in the same bank account? Well, we have a joint, but I cannot seem to uh, finagle her head around, get rid of them. She's like their little security blanket. Oh. Well, it's not a security blanket. It's a weighted blanket, isn't it? That's what I've been trying to show her with this one. <laughs> I don't know how you're sleeping at night under that security blanket, quote unquote. When you're on disability, you can't work, and you have all these payments you got to make. 
It's been at twenty three percent interest, probably. Does she um, does she feel what you feel? The way you started the call is it kind of sounded like a country song, Frank. Like I'm just hanging on, hanging on, hanging on, and that's exhausting, <laughs> right? It it is, and does she feel it, that way? No, she just thinks you know everything is fine, and that's what I thought. She's just diddy bopping along. We're taking steps to. We're taking uh, steps to. How old are you? Move that in a in a right direction. We're both in our fifties. Okay, and uh, you're unofficially retired because you're unable to work. So, what does the next ten years look like for you guys? Have you th- well, talked about that? I'm going to remain debt free, and if we can't get together on this, you can't remain debt free unless she decides to become debt free because it's we. Y'all are married. You're a team. <laughs> it may have to not be that. But I don't want that, but it may have to be. Well, I think you're going to have to have a hard conversation and go, listen, this is really hard on me. I'm scared. We're not safe. You think we're safe with the security blanket of a credit card? I want to be completely debt-free. We don't have a lot of income coming in. All we have is this disability to get us by for the next who knows how many years. And I want to get to safety. I want to get to financial peace. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Are you in? And I want you to have a little bit of urgency in your voice when you say it. Okay. Because I want you guys to have some dignity in retirement and not just go, well, we're just hanging on. We've been hanging on. Like Eeyore's your spirit animal over here. I want better for you guys. And it sounds like you guys lost hope a little while back. And we want to put a little pep in your step, give you some mojo back and go, you can have a great life, but it's going to take a little bit of short-term sacrifice. So if there's anything you guys can even do from home, I don't know what that looks like with your medical conditions and disabilities, but I don't want you just relying on the government, giving you scraps off the table, trying to just get by. You're worth more than that, Frank. That's all I got to say, Ken. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Frank, it's time to make some real changes in your life, and this is a heart-to-heart conversation. You guys aren't on the same page, and that's a real problem. Hmm. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to Ken Coleman, my co-host, and all the folks in the booth keeping the show float. There's about 4,000 of them in there that make us look good. And you, America, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back before you know it. Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.